What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. Big trades, big non-signings, lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, the hot stove is, I wouldn't say it's heating up, but we're, uh, I mean, we've had some big movement in the last week. Not like free agent-wise, but trade-wise. We're going to get into it, but Robert Sangler and Nick Budig are here with me. We all have got matching sweatshirts. I'm repping Robert's team, the Dimebacks. Robert's got the Rays, apparently his Nick's new favorite team. team. I'm repping Nick's and team. And then Nick's got the Mariners. I'm repping Luke's team. What? That's my yeah, team? Yeah, that's. I've never watched the Mariners. <laughs> I'm I repping both of my teams. Don't even like the Mariners. <laughs> but we all have the same style sweatshirt. MLB.com had a great deal, so we're all like, yeah. let's, let's buy it. Not a sponsor. But Robert, how's it going, man? How's life? It's all right. It's not too bad. You know, right. I like these uh, moves Need that are going enthusiasm. on in baseball right now. It's good. Need some enthusiasm. Yeah. We'll get some hot takes instead. How about that? All right, that that works. Nick, how's how's life over there? I am really glad we're talking baseball because I had like eighteen hundred meetings today, and I just want to talk about how amazing Francisco Lindor is. Uh oh. Well, Robert was telling me that he doesn't think Lindor is that great. So, oof. all right, we'll get into it. Uh, before we get into it, make sure you follow along for the ride this off season. I know it's been slow, but there's been some big deals, so we've we've been hanging in there as well. Uh, we're on all of your audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us. We're on social media at Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, our email is thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us your questions or comments, that's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. So, yes, the big news, Francisco Lindor traded from the Indians to the Mets. A deal that seems like it was rumored for years. Lindor being traded has been in the works for a long freaking time. But here's the official deal here. Mets get Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, who's also a very good pitcher. That was a very good get. Indians get Andres Jimenez, who's a former top prospect, but also made his major league debut last year. They get Ahmed Rosario, another good infielder. Then they get some two prospects here, the number 9 and 10, I think, in the Mets system. Uh, pitcher Josh Wolf and outfielder Isaiah Green. So four-player return for the Indians, and they give up their uh, their franchise shortstop in Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Obviously a salary dump for the Indians because uh, they were not going to extend Lindor. That's been the news for a long time. He was due to get about 17 to $19 million in arbitration, according to MLB trade rumors, and they didn't want to pay that. So they dump him to the Mets, which is in, in win-now mode with the new owner, Steve Cohen, who has unlimited money, it seems, to throw at this team. Uh, first reactions to this deal, Robert, um, for me over the weekend or over last week when I saw this, I thought it was pretty fair. I didn't think it was super lopsided. What do you think? Yeah, no, I actually love this deal from both sides, especially the four players all together here. I mean, the Indians are ended up getting two prospects that I think normally people will talk about prospects being like an in and out kind of thing. But I saw a lot with Isaiah Green. I think I see a little Byron Buxton in him. And if you look at the mechanics of Josh Wolf, I see Max Scherzer. I'm not saying he's going to be Max Scherzer, but the fact that he has smooth mechanics gives a lot of promise. Usually when you get these type of nines and tens, there's very iffy questions. But for me, I think these two guys look pretty good. I think the Mets really uh, let go of two solid prospects, to be honest, from that point. Well, I mean, that's tis the case to get a franchise shortstop. But yeah. I guess so. Nick, what did, what did you think? You're the prospect guy here. Um, I'm I'm on board with you, Luke. I think this, the the Indians did really well for themselves, um, with with the two with, well, well three of the prospects they got, um, with Jimenez being an ex- excellent defender, um, Josh Wolf being a have some. I think he has Scherzer in him. I am actually more worried about his mechanics 
because of that. I think Scherzer has, I don't think it's very smooth of a delivery. But uh, I, I thought the Mets and Indians had a very fair trade. Um, they did what they could, and for a salary dump, I thought the Indians did a great job. Now the question is, is Lindor worth all of this? Um, Lindor, obviously a great player. No one's debating that, but it's, the val- it's uh, how much do you actually value him? Uh, let's just run down his stats quickly just so we can get uh, a rundown before we get into this conversation. 2020, 258 batting average, 335 on base, 415 slugging, 8 homers, 27 RBIs, 6 steals. Uh, obviously, his best year was probably his 2018 year where he finished 6th of the MVP. He had 38 homers, 92 RBIs, 277 batting average, 352 on base, 519 slugging with a 132 OPS plus, his career high. And he's kind of had a similar season like that, you know, 2017, 2019, although a little bit lower than those numbers. He's always been really good with he's always been good with the stick, but he's really known for his defense. He's a gold glove elite defender. And so put those two things together, you have a, a really, really good ball player. But was he worth the return? Robert, what's what do you think on this Lindor deal? So to put the baseline for Lindor, he's a 30-20 upside guy with about 170 to 180 hits. He's a 270, 280 hitter. His on-base percentage is usually 340 to 350 in that range. He has gone above 350 a few times. He has never exceeded 360, which I think is very interesting. And when you talk about offense, I don't think he's ever an elite player. I think his glove is definitely elite, and he definitely has speed that you cannot argue he's a fast player. I mean, he's not extremely fast, but he's definitely a fast player. And when you look at the comparisons, his former teammate Jose Ramirez falls into that same category, except for Ramirez actually got on base 370 and higher on his best years so it's very interesting when you look at the comparison Lindor is really only valued so high because he's at shortstop if he was at any other position I don't think he's as valued as high as most players and then that leads me to my next question for you guys when we're talking about shortstops Lindor just came off of a iffy season Trevor Story has been climbing up is Story the best shortstop in baseball or do you guys think Lindor still is that's my next question well, I don't know. I think wow. it, it's there's a lot of debate you could be had. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're talking about the last two years, I mean, there's an argument to be had, or last year, I should say. Last, yeah, I should say last two years. But if you're looking like three, three years, I mean, Xander Bogarts is in that conversation too. If you're looking yeah. over the last two or three years, yeah. um, but I think there's really like a three-headed monster here. I don't know if you can. I don't know if I sway one way or the other. You have Bogarts, Lindor, and Story. Now, I'm looking at kind of the the WAR stats, which I know you hate, Robert, but. Lindor is the best defensive shortstop out of all three of them, and that helps him a lot. And he's ranked number one in WAR for shortstops since 2018, just just barely edging Bogarts and Story though. Uh, he has a 13.7 WAR since 2018. Bogart, Bogarts is 13.6, and Story has 13.4. And so you can really sway anyway on this. Story and Bogarts think have better bats, but Lindor's glove coupled with a really good like you can't say it's a, not a it's a really good bat just not probably elite and uh you put that together i think that puts him on the top for me but you can really go either way yeah well the thing is i compiled a huge list i'm not going to list them all off but i ranked him probably about 25th in major league baseball on a lot of names offensively well, that's you, i'm sure you're talking every position yeah i am talking yes that's what i mean i'm okay. talking every position okay. <laughs> okay, okay, no, no, no 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 definitely not and then the, I have question marks for a few of them that I will list off. One of them actually being Xander Bogarts. I think we kind of went into that, so I won't make a comparison there. But is Manny Machado and Lindor in the same category offensively? Would you guys well, argue? I would, I'd probably put Machado over him. Would you? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. 
because they're both Nick, you, third, jo- they're you both chime third in on this man yeah i mean if we're talking machado and lindor i i think offensively i'd take lindor over machado Ooh. just because the, the 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 whole broad scheme of things because he does, he does hit for average. He does have, he does have power. I, Machado has power. He has does hit for average. But I mean, offensively, Lindor still brings base stealing. He still has the the ability to steal bases where Machado doesn't. Um, I think in, in the contact rate, Lindor is incredible with contact, and and he he barely strikes out. Uh, I think Lindor brings a complete tool to the hitting hitting realm where where Machado Machado is that that slugging third baseman who does who's had some very MVP years. Um, but I think Lindor, as a whole offensive output, I take him over Machado, and I do. I love Machado. Mm. I think Machado is an amazing offensive player. But I think the complete skill set with the bat, with offensively, I take Lindor over Machado. All right, well, that's I interesting. Got one, I got one that's gonna hurt your soul, Nick. Trey Turner has a shortstop we didn't mention. I mean, not your I, biggest power guy. He I'd does hit twenty. No, he hits twenty, twenty-two home runs now. Um, I know. I just don't think I put him there yet, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't know if the bats. I think his bat is. A little bit below Lindor's, and his mm-hmm. defense is even close. Yeah, here's what here's what, what I want to say about though. the Mach- the Machado Lindor mm-hmm. deal. I think Machado has a better bat, and but his defense, even though it's very good, it doesn't it's not as valid as much if he's playing third base. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can consider him a shortstop argument. We're kind of stretching boundaries here. I mean, obviously, it was more on the offensive categories than it was yeah. so much defense. But yeah, so you look at weighted runs created plus, which is an offensive stat since 2018. Machado actually has. A 128 average and that's with that one bad year in 2019 well not bad but it wasn't good by his standards Lindor's 119 so I know Machado's better by that metric and if you look at OPS plus he's better by that metric um so I think Lindor I think Machado's a better bat than Lindor but Lindor's a better player because of his defense that makes sense yeah definitely. yeah that's well let's go back for. to the original question I mean was he worth his return I mean obviously two top 10 organization prospects. Then you have Andres Jimenez, like I said, former top 100, former top five organization prospect. He'll start at shortstop right away. He'll be the new uh, replacement there. Was Lindor worth the return? I mean, it just, I mean, it was just, wasn't just Lindor. I mean, Carrasco was in that trade. Yeah, I, sh- I should have rephrased that, but yeah. yes. But uh, at the combination of the two, I think it definitely was. I know, you know Robert's a huge Carrasco fan. Um, and he is a, he is a very underrated pitcher. I think he slots into that number two role for the Mets. Um, he's a great control guy. He's still kind of young. I know he has dealt with uh, with coming off leukemia, and there's a stamina questions there. But but between the two, I think they definitely are. The Mets system wasn't very strong to begin with, um, I, and it's incredible they they've they've swung some of these deals um, with what they're dealing with. I do like I I think I was talking about I like I love Josh Wolf, um, I and I do like Andre Jimenez, and I like. Ahmed Rosario, but I think Francisco Lindor, the seasons he's put up, he's put up MVP seasons, and I think getting, uh, for me, it was two top 10 prospects in Jimenez and and, uh, and Wolf. I, I'm still not that high on green for them, but I think it's, I think they definitely, I think the, the like, I, the Mets and the Indians, I, I still think this is an extremely fair deal between the teams. Both teams are in completely different uh, environments Indians are turning to rebuilding. They're they're offloading some salaries, um, and to get what they got in return, and for the Mets to get a player like Lindor and Carrasco for a team that's competing in what's turning out to be a very, a very exciting division. Um, I think both teams got what they needed in this situation. Yeah, Jimenez is interesting to me. Speed first, 
contact guy. He doesn't have a lot of power at all. He never hit more mm-hmm. than 10 homers in the minors. And uh, But his on-base percentage is pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's it's about average. But he steals. 38 steals in, uh, in 2018. Uh, 28 steals in 2019. Uh, like Nick said, though, gold, gold glove caliber defensive shortstop. Very, very good with the glove. Um, a lot like Lindor in that respect just now without mm-hmm. the bat. How much do you like Andres Jimenez? Uh, do you like him at all, Robert? I really don't like him that much. I like him in the fact of his defense and the contact. So he's definitely the glove of Nick Ahmed, but much better contact stick. But he doesn't have Nick Ahmed's power, if that makes sense. So it's definitely a player who can start based off his defense. But offensively, he's not going to contribute much. And will he really get on base? I highly doubt it. He just, I mean, that's just not his role, essentially. It's just he's a defensive player first, and he does have speed, though. If he can find a way to miraculously get on base at, like, a 330 clip, he will swipe 15, 20 bases. Well, he did. He got a 330 on base percentage in his short yeah. stint, 118 at-bats, uh, 132 plate appearances. He had eight bags and only got caught stealing once. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. That's yeah. If you mm-hmm. if you extrapolate that over a season, that's over 30 stolen bases in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually had three homers, too. So that's, like, a 1030 so he can, he can like I said, he'll hit maybe like 10 home runs at a best or something like 10-12, and he'll steal you your 20 bases, but his defense is going to be the biggest thing for me. Uh, going back to the other players, though, Luke, Ahmed Rosario was a guy who has been there for a while, hasn't mm-hmm. quite been there as far as the numbers, and this might just be a better fit. I, you know, I don't really know where the Indians, if the Indians are going to put him at short, if he goes to second base. You know, I don't really know how they want to do it. You would think he's going to be a second baseman. I would say second. Exactly. So a better role maybe for him, maybe a little bit less stress also, just because he's not a shortstop anymore. He plays second base. They can ease him. And maybe that bat finally comes around. He did show a little bit of power in the Japan series, if you guys remember that, a few years ago. So he does have a little bit of power. It's not a lot. He does have speed, but he doesn't get on base, which is a huge issue also. But uh, he he, he could be a solid second baseman. You know, that's that's a pretty good role for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Roster resource has Ahmed Rosario at short and Jimenez at second, see, but I can't see that happening. See, that's, that's, I see a club. flip there. See that? Yeah. I agree with that too. That's why I brought up the question. You know, who's going to play where? Who knows? At this I point. can't see that with Jimenez's glove though. It doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense. Yeah, we'll see. It, who knows? We're not. We don't really. I guess we don't see him all the time, so they no. might know something. And then, don't. so I have one more question about the Mets. Are they the new Indians now? No. You don't think no. so? I think they have a like. What do you offense. mean by that? Like though, the Indians have... had a really good rotation, right? So the Mets they haven't made it yet, but once they get Bauer or somebody bigger, because they're not done. There's no way you just get Carrasco, Stroman, and Degrom and think you're going to win not only your division but go for the World Series. I, I think they have to get a big time frontline starter, and even if they do, they become the Indians for me. Their offense has shambles. I mean, they have I don't a frontline starter. Well, DeGrom. I mean, outside of Degrom, another frontline starter though. Like Carrasco's good, but I don't. I don't think, think they he's... need a another frontline starter i think they need a good fourth or fifth guy i don't no, think they, they need have, another they front have line starter. Mots. they have a few of those guys i would i would argue i would say Mots is probably not rotation worthy at this mm-hmm. point well, rotation looks really poor right now besides those i would three say degrom Krasko, and stroman's a solid one through three and then they have david peterson who's a no, it's not a World Series rotation yet, but I don't think they need to get a t- one or a two no, i think, I think three they through five a, they can probably improve yeah well they need and to get, i don't they need at least I get don't, a Tanaka or something. Yeah, they don't need Bauer, though. Yeah. So they're probably going to get Bauer. They I mean, if they do, Bauer. obviously, that'll put them over the top big but it's time. Still, but I don't but like I'm saying, you're it. talking about the Indians. When they had Corey Kluber, he was the equivalent of DeGrom. They had a really good uh, rotation. The bullpen was solid. I think the Mets' bullpen is definitely better. It's solid. But then you talk about the offense. I think they're both very comparable in offense. 
I really do. I think, oh, I think the Mets, I think the Mets is a really I good mean, offense. It could be better if they had Springer and stuff, but I don't think I don't, that's the thing. The Indians had this this issue with, like, they'd have really good hitters in the middle order, but they mm-hmm. could never really fill it out. The Mets have it filled out big time. The Mets have a really yeah. good line. I think, th- I mean, they, they, they were a top 10 in, in strikeout rate. They don't strike out. I mean, they had Pete Alonso and Dominique Smith who were going to strike out. Smith but other than that, they have. not even be able to play, though. That's a big back gone. Yeah, I know. So they have, crazy they have Lindor, the McNeil. Conforto, who put out last year, and obviously Alonzo, who you're, who I mean, he's a two, he's gonna be a 240, 250 hitter with 40 Dude, bombs, this is but nuts lineup. But Brandon Nemo, who Nemo, who's 400 who on out, base last year, has hey, crazy, and he's not leading off anymore. For, Lindor's gonna lead off. The they have McCann and JD Davis. Projected Nick. Here's what they're projected: Nemo, McNeil, Lindor, Conforto, Alonzo, Smith, Davis, McCann. That's a that's such one, a deep actually. Lineup. I'm looking. That might be one of the best lineups it in is, the national. It is deep, but it also. I thought like they were said, highly the underrated Indians last had year. Those lineups too before. They've had. I don't think Indians ever had. I don't a lineup think they like had this. anything oh, like they this. Have. The last couple of years, they had some deeper lineups. I'll get. I'll give the Indians defense. If I'll give them the head on defense because Mets don't have a great defense right now. But again, especially you really, their outfield, you really think the Indians Stroman, could never fill out the you really back half of their with lineup. Strowman, they're still good, and they only need to get a three or four guy in that. They definitely need to get. They one or two more bigger. pitchers. They they messed I don't, up. I don't think they, they need. I don't think they need a Singano. First of all, that was a big flaw on their part. On their part, because they had all the money in the world, they could easily sign him. That was a big mess on them, which which is uh, just awful, personally. I just think, and we haven't even talked about their bullpen. Their bullpen's absolutely it, no. Crazy. It's solid. I mm-hmm. think it's a solid pen. That's what I'm saying. The Indians had a solid pen too. That's why so I'm I don't think you need DeGrom and Bauer necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you need someone Braves, to go five. The Braves are about to be one of the more stacked teams again. There's more baseball. questions around the Braves rotation than there's the Mets. I yeah. don't think so at all. I think so. No way. They have the same question marks as last year, except they have Morton now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have young studs that are They're really, young. really good. They've had They're young, young studs, guys. but that was the same question last year. Are those young studs going to show up? They showed up. Some of them. Yeah, Kyle them. Wright didn't. He's not that good. Kyle Wright well, was never. He was a young He was stud. never in my mix of being good. So there you go. I mean, you got Ian Anderson freak. and Soroka. And Soroka, who, who showed too. up. But Soroka, we already knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we don't even know Soroka will be back because he had Achilles yeah. surgery, nah, which is pretty, back. pretty. So scary we've, for we've got guy. Freed and Anderson and, and Soroka. I was wrong with Freed. And Freed's good too. So there you go. Yeah, Freed's good. But Morton, but I have big question marks on. They have Smiley, who's Morton's going to be better than Strowman. But if 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 Soroka's not healthy, then you've got Kyle Wright in that rotation. Yeah. So they have yeah. way so many young arms down that farm system. But they're question marks. Of course, yeah. That's and the they're bra- young. That's and you the can't you can't about. rely on those guys for. And they got Drew for, if, you're, if you're calling them a, a super, career, if you're calling them a World Series contender, season. you're right. You can't because they're so young. You're right. And they have Drew Smiley for depth. I would say the Mets pitching team. staff is better than the Braves right now, including bullpen. I disagree with that completely. If we're talking pitching staff, yeah. Bullpen is better than the Braves big time. Yeah. No. You like the Braves bullpen. I do like the Braves bullpen. It was good the last few years, but it's still good. Yeah, but the Mets are stacked on the bullpen no, side. super good. No. Not you're a Mets hater, I think. No, I'm you've a realistic. always been a Mets. I'm a realistic you're just, guy. You're just not feeling New York right now. you got to do more than that if you think you're going to beat them. You really think they need a, an all-star pitcher? I do. The Braves are so good offensively. They're solid defensively. Their bullpen's solid. You can bark about the rotation, how it's young, but it's put out, and they've been in the playoffs. I, I'll, how many times? I'll agree now? with you that the Mets. I mean, I think the Braves sign. are super good, but I think I, I don't, don't think, think the, they need. I don't think the Mets need Bauer to beat the Braves. I think no. they do. 
I don't think they, they need do. him or like Tanaka. That is, I mean, that's as low as Tanaka. Yes, that's, that's as low as good. I'll go. James Paxson's gonna get hurt. I mean, get one of those guys. He's one hundred percent getting hurt. I'm putting it on the record. He's getting hurt. But the Mets are in that conversation with Lindor now and yeah. Carrasco. I mean, this was a trade they desperately needed, and they pulled it off. They did great, yeah, for sure. And and we we see these owners willing to spend, and so. When you have mm-hmm. an owner that's willing to spend like that, he even went on record saying luxury tax is not really an issue. Not for him. And so for him, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's the richest owner oh. in professional sports. But when you have an owner saying stuff like that, I can't count them out with any free agent. You just no, so he, they the, might get Bauer just because I mean, they all have yeah. an embarrassment of riches. But right, and once they get those start those players, then we can start having I think closer conversations with myself. I think you can have that conversation now. I really don't think you yeah. Can have that conversation. I think there's a conversation there. And I like the Braves. Yes. I still have the Braves winning this division probably right now. But you know how much I like the Braves. I think the Mets are are, Mets getting, are, are there. They're in the conversation for sure. You, I just, I don't know, man. You don't think we'll, so? We'll you think save that, it for the prediction. We'll show. have to save that? it for the prediction yes, show. I just, I think the Mets offense might be the best in the National League besides the Dodgers. Wow, it's super good. It's super deep. The Padres are good and the Braves are good, but they the don't. Mets, they don't have the, the Mets. I mean, the Mets don't have don't have the Freeman. Acuna top, but they have a, such a it's so deep. Look at their on base. It's not, it's not an easy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they make contact. Nimmo a, was I'm, so bad. I don't know why why you're so against it. They're a contact hitting team. I wouldn't consider. He them had a 404 on base that. last year. Yeah, how's that not yeah, lead off? That's games? that's a. Well, I mean, you could say about anybody who played. And then last what did they do the year before that? I mean, you can say about that's, anybody last I, year. No, not for Nimmo. Nimmo's not that great. He's not a power guy. He's not. He's really overrated. Actually, he's never been that great. He's literally an on base, and that's it. He's a Robbie Grossman. That's fine. That's what you need to do. Okay, get on base. He's had on base his whole career. That's all that matters. Yeah, and Lindor's probably going to hit leadoff, which is going to be hilarious. Lindor's always hit leadoff. I know, and that's what's hilarious. But Nimmo's always been an on base guy. I know. 404, 375. He had had 404 in 2018. In 140 games, he had a 404 on base percentage. So what was the year where he was bad then? Because there was a year that he was like really bad. I mean, if you uh, look at batting average, he hasn't been that great, but it's not really what he's known for. No, yeah. you're right. But that means he's not a starting player. He's not a starting player. 221 was 2019. He's had okay, a 260, so that's, that's 260, 270. But he had a 375 on base percentage to go with that. Yeah, he still gets on base. Yep. So but I, that, I don't but know. Just this Mets, on this base Mets lineup is, is very player. good. Very good. Uh, but we should probably move on to the other topic because we did, we did allude to it last week. Uh, Sugano did not sign the stud Japanese pitcher, and we were all really excited to see where he'd go. But I guess teams didn't want to put up, and he decided to go back to Japan to the to the Giants, where he got a four-year deal where he can opt out after any season to come back to MLB. I'm sure he will come back. We just mm-hmm. read an article right before this about how frustrated he was, and they did confirm he got six offers, and he just said it wasn't worth it. I, in my mind, I'm thinking he didn't get Darvish or Kikuchi money, and he's better than both of them. Uh, or at least he was better than both of them before in, in the MPB. So he deserves the money. Robert, mm-hmm. Sugano is your guy. Obviously, yeah. you're disappointed he didn't come over. Uh, I guess, what do you think of this decision? Uh, are you really mad at the MLB right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm furious with them. I, I don't understand how you just let a guy like that walk. I mean, this is a year we just talked about earlier, Luke. The Twins have an opportunity to be good in the American League this year and maybe even win it because everybody's so weak right now with the market. There's a lot of free agents that aren't getting signed. Sagana would really help so many teams. And it's just hilarious that the bulk of the offer of whatever they, whatever it was was probably nowhere near, whereas Arihara said, I'll take it. But Sagano has been a premier pitcher for so many years in the MPB. He is a legend. He is probably a top three MPB pitcher of all time. 
This guy is just unbelievable at the Yamori Giants, what he has done, multiple rings. And Major League Baseball is just like, oh, we'll give you like $8 million probably. Like nothing. I mean, what a joke. And, yes, I'm actually very furious because this is a starter that can win you a World Series. That's how good he is. Nick, what did you think of the decision? Uh, for I, I'm I'm on board with Robert. I think it's, but I think it also has to do with what where baseball is as a whole financially. It was a tough time for him to come over, obviously. And his two options really this year are the Padres and Mets. Honestly, if the Padres and Mets didn't do their trades, if we didn't have the Padres and Mets, the offseason would be, would be absolutely terrible. I think the Blue Padres Jays should have been in that mix. Blue Jays definitely I mean, should have gone. I think the Blue Jays were in that mix with them. Not only, but yeah, it's. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say I think it's it's a great move by him. I think I was, I I, I love the contract that he signed. It's it's uh, obviously it's a player, obviously one of the most player friendly contracts you'll ever get. But uh, yeah, giving it's, it's him opt outs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three uh, opt outs, wow. and it's like it's a shame he's not gonna I mean, be playing it's his here dream, this year. Though you read that article yeah. and you could just tell he was really frustrated. It's his dream to play in the MLB. I think it's anyone's dream, even if you're in Japan or not. For so. help, yeah. I mean, he he did everything he could and. Japan, which was he's the best pitcher. I don't there. know what he, else he had to prove. He I, I, he, yeah. They need to put up money. I think I'm with Robert. Well, although no. I don't think he's as high as Robert thinks he is. Like he deserved the money. Like he was so yeah. good in Japan. Well, and the thing is, now he's gonna have another really, really good year, and then it's gonna be break the bank. Like, well, yeah, or I mean, or he gets less because he's a year older. He's already. Yeah, so I, I was thinking. I don't the think, more he I don't does, think so. the more years he doesn't. This, I mean, it only hurts his value at this point. He's on the wrong side yeah. of 30, or wrong side of his prime. But also, the MLB shafted him, so it's like... I, mean, I, I agree, I agree. It's a, but, but I think it was a tough time for him to come over. It doesn't Just because they shafted him doesn't that mean too. that he's going to get more money because of that. No, you know? you're right. Yeah. But, I mean, that it's just like... It's unfortunate. Common interest is what it is. But, I mean, when you were saying a team looked the Blue Jays, I thought that was actually a really good fit, too. I didn't think about it until about the last time I saw that the Blue Jays were linked to him. His former teammate, Yamaguchi... Of the Giants, the number two starter for years for them as well, right behind Sangano, is on the Blue Jays. It would have been a great chemistry team thing. And then, of course, they also have the KBO's best, Hunjin Ryu. They all would have had some kind of a bond. I think it would have been perfect. And I wouldn't be surprised the Blue Jays get them next year either. Yeah, it would make sense. And they're definitely a team that's on the rise. Yeah. I mean, maybe they will get them next year because they're going to be a lot better next They, I think they need one more year of development time, and they're going to be in the mix in the AL East. And I mean, we'll get this her prediction show, but the, that the American League is wide open for the taking. Yeah. And the Blue Jays did. I I would argue they did have a chance to take over, um, as being like they could have got Sugano and somebody else, and Sugano they could have taken Springer. over. They need just need a better bullpen and maybe uh, one or two starters, but it's I wide open. So. I think their bullpen just had to stay healthy. They lost two of their yeah. big arms. Romano and then uh, who's the other? Yeah. Guy? There was another guy that got hurt but, too. They're, I mean, there's so huge. many good bullpens the AL. They're huge bullpen arms, though. Yeah. They're so good. Giles got hurt, too. That And that hurts. And Giles was Bless pretty good the last But Giles has always hurt. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And Since he's always one. got something going on. That's true. He has so much potential. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's wild for the taking. I'm very surprised none of the, like, even the Yankees didn't jump in on this. And even Brian Cashman said something about how they were going to spend a lot of money this offseason. And no one has really put up yet. And it's kind of annoying. Uh, for that domino. This is coming off of last year or last few years where three agents just have taken such a long time to sign. The pandemic's made. We're in January, and what's been the big signing this year, like free agent wise? Has there been McCann. a big one yet? Charlie Morton, McCann. That's about it. That's McCann's it. probably the biggest. The Jimmy, James McCann of. is the biggest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a four-year, forty million. When, it, when we have su- we had such big free agents, I wouldn't say it's been one of the bigger ones, but like Lemayhew, yeah, Bauer, year, but... these Le- Bauer, Cy Young, Lemayhew is top three MVP, and you're hearing nothing about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the talk the talks for Lemayhew keep going. Well, it looks like, like the Yankees spiraling get him, but... in and around. Well, not well, anymore. It's one week. One one week the Yankees are going to nope. get him. Next week they're not going to get him. Nope. Well, it's but, the I mean, Yankees need to put up the money, and they're the Yankees, but they can't afford it. Doesn't make any sense. I to me. They yeah. can't afford it. It's like, no, come on, yeah. all these like we're we're friends, we're fans of teams that don't spend a lot of money, <laughs> and we're just laughing over here because the Yankees yeah. have the money to pay him. This is why they're so good. They pay for their players, and they're not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Twins, Cardinals, and Diamondbacks are three teams don't spend a lot of money. Not they just really. don't. No. The Cardinals haven't spent any money because they've extended all of their players for the last <laughs> four or five years, and they have no money left. <laughs> Colt Wong is out there still. That's a gold yeah, glove that's second right. I forgot about that. That's a really that's wow. a sneaky. Se- Go to New York, Colton. I'm surprised teams that wanted Kim aren't jumping on Wong because uh, Hassan Kim and Wong are probably pretty similar in probably terms identical, of their yeah. um, profile. But Duh. well, uh, I we can only hope it gets better. I mean, we'll see. I guess, uh, but I don't have a lot of hope. I think teams are really going to try to wait this out and uh, get as much money out of players as possible. Get that con- get those money values down. They're going to mm-hmm. use the pandemic's excuse, even though um, they have money. All right. Well, hopefully next week's better. Like I said, uh, thanks for following along for the ride here. That was a fun conversation, just because uh, you know when we disagree, it makes the things a lot better. Make sure you follow along for the ride here. We've got we're on all the podcast platforms, like I always say. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Follow us on uh, social media at Stitches Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and send us your questions or comments to our email at thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right, talk to you next week. Take care. 